Ooh, and some tea. Mmm. All right, that's better. Yeah. Okay. So is that? My microphone was muted. There we go. <laughs> Dude, this music. We're getting dang. Down and funky, baby. That's right. That's why I've got my pimp jacket on, baby. I like how you spiced it up some. You yeah. look like you rolled out, rolled off the couch here. Just a second. Here we go. I got actually, I realized, wait, I got I was hearing myself in the background. Yeah. Okay, now I've seen the screen. Wait, I'm bringing up right. you. Bringing up the chat. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I got this big furry jacket. I want something just to, to get me through. So that we're, we're doing, dude, we're rocking the, the 90s again. I'm Kurt Cobain and you're like, got those purple 90s vibes going on. Hey, Eura's there. Hey, Eura, my buddy in St. Petersburg, buddy. Hope you're holding up there, my friend. That's right. Getting Good fired. to see you. Yeah. Finally here. Right. My goodness. I feel like sometimes you over prepare and nothing really works. Every time it's something. Every time. You have the Every worst time. luck with cameras. So you've got that new Razer camera, and yeah. it's, not, it's not doing good. Well, right. actually, if I go back to like the, the scene where you saw, I just had this shot where it says, show starts soon, please mm. drop a like for the first minute. That actually is that camera. So I plugged it in, and it decided to work today. So it's just over there for like a break. If we need a break, it go to that camera. Sure. If you need to uh, get started like we did a little bit late, then you kind of pull that up and let the crowd get ready. So Absolutely. There's so many people already, like 17, 20 people there, oh, which, is, that's which great. is tremendous. How do people have jobs? Yeah. <laughs> they must be like me. Yeah, pretend to work yeah, all day. Yeah, doesn't. <laughs> no, I know. See? So let's just get something right off the chest here before we get into We're our gonna... topics, because I've been... Uh, I came out with a new video finally after like a month and mm -hmm. I was getting, I mean, I got a comment th that made me laugh today. It was all about the economics of going to conventions, how much it actually costs. Mm -hmm. Cause I just figured all this we up. We talked about this on a, a, a podcast, right? We've been through this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually broke down the numbers mm -hmm. and since I, I guess I made like, I mean, I made a couple jokes about how I had to do four restorations worth of work to pay for the job, the job to cover it. And people, sure. well, guys, like, I thought this was, you guys went to these conferences all because you just loved what you loved, what you did. And I was like, what the hell? Did you not watch the video? That's the whole point of it. If we just did the things this, if we just did this because we love, we, we were about money, we would never go to a convention. It's like, uh -huh. so like, i was like this is not you're not you're not getting it i don't i know i joked around like saying mm -hmm. that my wife would be mad that i only made a hundred dollars after that mm -hmm. whole job week of i mean that's like a <laughs> three weeks worth of work and i profit a hundred bucks from it so uh, anyway just because you love doing something you you still have to pay for it when i go to my weed dealer i love smoking <laughs> weed but I still have to pay him. That's how it works. This little expense evolved in the thing. Yeah. Sorry, I realize I'm yelling unless, into my mic already. Yeah, don't yell too much. Unless you're Sorry, the guy. Unless you're the guy yeah. who just <laughs> just hangs out, just like the dude on the couch, mm. where you just hang out all day and uh, try to hang around the guy who's the weed dealer. So you just 
Try to, <laughs> hey, man, you got, you got somebody coming over? Hey. <laughs> hey, man, I'll smoke with you guys. And <laughs> so speaking of that, one of the reasons I was late uh, is because... Yeah. Um, so I was only late, so I, I got to stop smoking a bit of weed. So instead to sort of get the urge out of me, I've got some of those CBD joints, you know, it doesn't get you high, but they say it's got, I don't know, they say it's the, something in there, it's the similar, but anyway. So I'm standing on my balcony, about three stores up, smoking this CBDJ, and there's two kids walking down the street right across the road, and they're like running their hands along the fence, and then I realize one of them's got like some chalk, and he's running lines along the fence. Like, and then they're throwing the chalk and he's got another bit out. So, I mean, in one hand, they're little punk kids. There's the going around graffitiing stuff, but it's chalk and it's brick. So I'm like, let them be punks. These are the crappiest punks I've seen, but it's just chalk. <laughs> PG punks. You see, they're like yeah, Dis Disney friendly punks. That's right. And there were some people walking down the street and they're like, oh, we better put it away. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I clearly, my neighborhood is too nice if that's so, what's happening. So Lewis was here. stuck trying to figure out how to smoke the fake weed, I think, right? That's, yeah, that's what's so like um, And though I was then like, do I yell, yell at them? Like, oh, but then I've clearly got like a joint in my hand. So I could be like, oh, <laughs> <"Hey, laughs> and then they're like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Brian and James PO17. Well, uh, John's here as well. This is very nice. Since, since we're on this. Uh, discussion of mm. marijuana. I think that's let's right. let's talk about this for a second because I also had an encounter this weekend, um, mm. and it was kind of an embarrassing one. It was I was sitting down having a serious conversation with my wonderful wife, and she goes, "I, I mean, we're in this conversation about the kids or something." She goes, "You know, I know you've been smoking smoking weed." And I was like, I didn't say anything because I was like, yeah. She's like, you've been smoking too much of it. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. She's like, you know, I could taste it on you. I could, <laughs> I could smell it in your hair. You can't brush that out of your hair and wash that off your teeth and brush your teeth and wash it out of your hair. And I was like, oof. And it's because I've been getting like this, like, probably because the stuff that I've had gotten recently was so strong like mm. it's just like when you touch it you're like oh my god oh you know like sticky all over your hands but that's so that was my was like hey chill chill out she's like i don't care if you so smoke what was the, i don't care if you smoke but yeah okay but don't, <laughs> don't i wonder at the end time. of the story how well, does that's it, it. So, i was okay. just like okay she's like i don't care if you smoke She's like, but mm. just don't sneak off. I know you're kind of probably doing it sometimes around the house, you know, <laughs> when we're just like hanging out with the kids. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I probably do just go over there and just like hit the hit the weed one time or something when I'm out in the garage yeah. doing shit. So mm. it's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. She's like, you'll feel better. Oh. Trust me. And she's right. I've been kind of, I get in a funk because I don't, I don't go out of this basement. We laugh about it. Look, I don't even change my outfit anymore. <laughs> it's I'm same. just, I'm just hasn't changed in three lived, living in this purple mm. outfit, like a big nineties, uh, jumpsuit style grimace from like the McDonald's <laughs> yeah, it's character. Grimace. But I hear you too, man. I, I like, yeah. yeah so, uh, that, I mean, it's just been, um, 
it's just been kind of a you know ever since i moved there's still been a lot of like stress involved with that and new stuff comes up and it's like always wondering if i made the right decision on things on that end but so you all i mean you have those thoughts i can tell you the truth you do so but then Absolutely. you have no. these conversations like with your wife and she's like, ah, you know, and she's right. I would feel better if I wasn't just like, oh, oh spaced out, <laughs> like probably all the, on, you know, more than I should be. So anyway, sure. welcome to so the stream, everybody, where we're talking about. Hey, Steve, give me my chance to tell my story, process. motherfucker. Steve, Jesus. Steve, shut this up. Guy. What do you got there? What are you, is that a beard? No, it's water. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm similar. Uh, I'm similar that uh, I've been having a bit too much. And I think the last stream, I was, it was too much for me, I will admit. So I'm also trying to hold back with the help of my girlfriend. So I've got two things on that. One was, yeah, I was trying to, I still wanted something. So I was having the CBD. But also, like, whenever I go out to a comedy show, probably two or three nights a week, always some, you know, one of the guys there's got some. So it's very hard to stay away. But I'm trying to as well. I, I sort of hit it on the weekend a bit too hard. And then I wake up Monday morning and, uh, you know, feel like, you know, why did I? I'm a bit spacey and I'm still not feeling great Monday. So, OK, I need to clean up my act, which is all well and good. But in two weeks, I booked myself three days in Amsterdam. <laughs> so I've got three nights in Amsterdam. And you better believe that we're going <laughs> to... We're going to be texting the local delicacy. So uh, well, not only that, not only that, in uh, there's a, a chain of secondhand video game stores. They're really common uh, in the UK and on Europe called CEX. Sex, but CEX, Computer <laughs> Exchange, it's supposed to be. They're big red. Anyone okay. in the UK knows what I'm talking about. They're big red stores, a franchise. And there's actually five, six of them in Netherlands. And there's three in Amsterdam I can cycle around to get high smoke a little joint, cycle around and go to the video game store. And there's another couple sort of on a train's ride. So that's, I'm pretty happy as long, if I can go somewhere and there's like at least one retro game store, I'm pretty happy just to go look at things. So <clears throat> yes, need to consume less marijuana, but uh, going to Amsterdam <laughs> on the other hand. So not, not sure how I'm dealing with such addictions right now. That's, We're getting there. That's though. a real test. Said, you need something sometimes. Hey, Felipe's there. Nice to see you again, mate. Yeah, it's it, it's difficult. You know, the real, here's an interesting conundrum too. Where I live in Virginia, in the United States, in the com, it's called the Commonwealth of Virginia, but all it is is one of the fifty states. In this state, it is legal to smoke and have like up to an ounce of marijuana per adult. And there's some caveats to that, uh, but there's nowhere to buy it yet. There, you're not allowed to buy it like anywhere in the state. We've talked about this a little bit. But then they have all these stores that have popped up that sell what you're talking about, CBD and Delta 8 and these other flower-looking marijuana stuff that's got – it's just hemp, but it's got the molecule mm. THC pulled out of it. And yeah. now there, our local government is making that stuff illegal. They've legalized real weed, and they say this <laughs> CBD-8, this other fake weed, is dangerous, and they're making that illegal. And so now all the stores, there's like nothing sold in the stores anymore. Well, it's not been officially passed, but they're trying to, like as we speak in Virginia, get rid of CBD, Delta, A, and all that stuff. 
but so the, you can have the regular stuff. You but just then you have the real stuff. Or, yeah, you mm. just got to get it to yourself somehow or grow it. And sure. uh, I don't grow it though. That's there's a lot of work. In that. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. I've never I've never tried. I have to ask the farmers out there. So, dude, how's your how's your mic going? Because it's have you got a noise gate on your microphone? Because it's you can hear background interference and then you can't. You know a noise gate yeah, where it silences well, you and there's no. Nothing? There is a noise gate going on because my boiler will randomly uh, cut on and it's actually on right now. Like, okay, that's right. probably why the noise gate's activated. But yes, there is a noise gate. Mm -hmm. So if you want to okay. talk for the next, like, tell a story for the next two minutes, <laughs> I'll be quiet. All right. Whew. Actually, I realized my pimp jacket's really hot, but I'm kind of like hey, well, sitting here. Rip it off and show that. Hot pink MTV shirt anyway. That's oh, better. Yeah, straight away from H&M. Actually, I think most of my shit comes from H&M. I'm not. It's very common around here. Do you have H&M in America? You have H&M. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's where I have to go to get my son's clothes. Like he, he's real tall and skinny, like super skinny. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. And so he is has all these, you know, most like we've joked about most people and kids in America are overweight now. So he's not that. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, it's really yeah, yeah. hard for him to find clothes because they're yeah. all different. They're all matching the... Right, so he's got to go... Wait, wait. So what you're telling me is the tall, skinny American kid needs to buy clothes at the European clothes store. <laughs> Only <laughs> because place. American clothes don't fit in. Nice. I'll be honest. It's in the mall here, which is funny. It's like a dead shopping mall, an old-style mm. shopping mall. And okay. um, that's the. I don't even waste my time taking him anywhere else. I go. We just yeah, go okay. to H and M. I don't even go to another store because nothing, <laughs> nothing fits him. Yeah, it's just this tall European stuff. He gets a lot of like these PlayStation shirts and stuff. It's funny. Yeah, they I don't have know why those, they sell those. Sort of weird. Yeah, they have like weird kind of tie-ins. There's this place like I mean, you can buy your Nirvana shirt from H and M and or your Metallica shirt, and I'm conflicted. I haven't got one, but I got the you know MTV was okay. I guess. Hot pink. So actually, I'm trying looks to good. find. I'm trying to find one item on me that wasn't already picked out by my girlfriend, and I'm <laughs> maybe the socks. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, That's hey, how it is. So we're here on the stream. We've we're settled here on the stream. We've settled here. in. Everything's getting comfortable. I think we should. Um, we should, you know, we should defy what that dirty attorney accused us of. That ape and esquire saying we would Ooh. never, we would never talk about the topics we actually picked out this guy and what like not, i mean like yeah 90 percent of the time he's right and i was like man let's actually pick something that's that's new that's going on that's happening a couple of items and that's why they're on this thumbnail that you've decided to click on during the mm -hmm. middle of the day here mm -hmm. so we've got this uh right so i've just the uh genovi is unearthing he is <laughs> investigating he's digging up all the facts look uh, and i want to say right off the bat i just watched the video i'm in the middle trying to learn about what's going on here uh you know drama's funny to me anyway uh that the people that drama's funny for me that people would do it and that people want to report about it which when i take a step back is the normal way of things uh but still uh it's not something i mean i can't i'm never i mean the only person that i'm gonna make the uh hit video you know what I mean? Like the hit piece about is 8-Bit Esquire. I will uncover Roger. I will find the dealings that he's doing. But everyone else, that's fine. They're, yeah. They're free for it. <laughs> everyone else we don't care about. 
there yeah mm -hmm. so that's i mean that's the normal take for us anyway and i think that's uh, mm -hmm. it's fine we'll stand off and kind of just like poke this i thought it'd be so fun first of all in, for in us the to chat poke these items the right, yeah. for a Let, little pe bit uh, people could ask uh, right in the chat have you seen the video from Genovi? do you have any prior experience with these things i saw it i watched it about 45 minutes of it now it goes through various things the early days something was not very reputable and then through the middle it's just like pat was a bit not great and i'm like oh, okay yeah and then later on they get into a little bit more of the the details um right okay and then there's this whole tie-in as stefan is saying into cinemassacre and that's the angry video games guy yeah and, yeah uh, yeah everyone I mean, had to go mike mike matei well, dang that was, he's going that was at the thing. it's like this 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 so first off, this this whole video is kind of a reminder to me of what there's always been this part of YouTube where it's literally other YouTubers making one hour documentaries about big YouTubers. Because you could, there was a time where, man, it was just always this kind of stuff on different YouTubers. So it's not, it's not like something that's not normally done. Mm. But... Um, I, I sat and watched the whole thing yesterday because I knew if I didn't finish it, I would stop and then like forget about it. And he does a good job of laying out things, but at the same time, you you kind of get lost. And and I was just listening to it, not knowing much on the situation. And I felt mm. like I would get lost on like why I was supposed to be mad at Pat sometimes because it sort of feels like it's like oh this is a video blasted Pat. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm the same as well. There's I a lot was like, to take why in. am I? And then finally, I figured it out by the end. I was like, okay, you, you, you know, and I think there's fair criticism there of uh, things that we could get into a little bit more, but mm. from like a albatross view flying over, um, it is a bit of that obviously dramatic YouTube thing. I thought it was funny that you, Voltar, was in it. Sure. And that he came out and made an appearance on there. And then. Mm -hmm um it was definitely i mean well edited for sure so mm -hmm. uh it's doing really well i think on youtube for you know i mean it's got almost eight thousand views in 20 hours here it says so that's that's pretty good mm -hmm. i but like i mean i i i see some of the points and there's some things i think that i'll bring up here i don't know if there's anything like that you saw first off uh, that you wanted to bring up. I think I think the uh, amount. Now that I think about it, it's not really say surprising, but to have that fact, the amount of money that's on offer, that like in play there, uh, with the, uh, the that first cartridge or whatever they were making, the bootleg of the ROM hack or the thing or whatever it was, and then even sales of the book that you know he's generated six hundred thousand worth of sales, and we have talked uh, extensively about what income compared to profit means uh actually just this week i was having a friend uh, a coffee i had lunch with a friend of mine who's one of uh the most prominent film movie distributors in estonia and i want to say the biggest because it makes him sound big but it's a small country there's not much happening here and uh you know he's telling me stories about how whatever it was some months or six months or more ago he got a he saw the whale you know with the movie with brendan fraser saw the trailer and said i'm buying it when nobody wanted to buy it and he does this sort of stuff and he was commenting i, I was saying uh, as well that when the estonian media call me about something that's happening with our comedy shows uh, I tell them, like, if it's something controversial, I say, sorry, I don't want to talk. And the journalist doesn't know what to do because they're used to everybody wanting to talk to them. 
So I was saying like, yeah, these journalists, they write some piece and it's not like, it's not a hit piece. It's just, they want something to talk about. So like, oh, is the comedy guys, is something up? Is there some controversy? Like nothing's up, but they need some, I respect they need something to write about. And he said, yeah, they've done the same thing to him because they write an article and says, we went through the business register and your company made $8 million last year. And he's like, yeah, I'm a fucking movie distributor. I give all of that money back to whoever made the movie that do you not understand how the business works i don't have eight million dollars in the bank and uh it's a similar so while i want to say like wow six hundred thousand is a lot of money uh it i just wanted to point out it's a lot of money that's the terms we're talking about i don't want to say that's what pat is sitting around with his pocket thinking yeah i'm the boss now just more like oh that's the region yeah of what this book brought in well right so we're getting into a couple of things here first off i think the first thing that he brought up that Voltaire was uh segmented on was the cost oh. of uh producing a cartridge like a limited car cartridge for cheetah man 2 or something and it wound up being mm -hmm. kind of a shady deal where the rom was maybe taken from somebody who was just like a hack there and then they resold it even though the fit rom was available so there's a lot of story about that and then there's like a breakdown into the costs but the thing the hard thing just to be honest here okay the hard thing about watching that and then you know you ask like voltar to come on and say and say hey this this cost doesn't look right but mm -hmm. that's not really a fair assessment because at the same time, like you have a physical document here from the company that made the cart that says this, how much they paid for it, right? Like 20 something dollars. Mm -hmm. And if they decided to lie on that document and like, say it was $25, then yeah, you're right. They're shady, but they produced a document. And what I'm saying is like, just bringing a guy on to say, Hey, it's, it's the same amount. They it, you might've done better to bring up a document that said, this is how much a cart actually costs. Mm -hmm than to just say, well, take my word for it. <laughs> on, tough, I mean, you know, because you you're if you're making an hour-long documentary, sure. it's like, why not just do the little thing? And so there's a lot of things like that and then like dramatic music play that I feel like it's like that's that plays on your more emotions. It gets you caught up in a lot of things on YouTube as opposed to... But would to, you say that is too much? Because a lot of that, I mean, not talking about the Volta thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to that. But let's say music and tone and mood. It's a little bit par for the course. I mean, yeah. there's levels of it then. So yes, some amount of it is right. But then it's like how much, you know, if they're overdoing it. And there's a picture of a crying child. This is the child that Pat Cotry took his money away from or something, you know, then... So I, look, I would say I don't think the music tone feeling it feels on brand for Genovi. It doesn't feel like too much. It didn't uh, feel. So what about then? That's a good I point. Mean, Vol so Voltar being there, he's coming in, I guess, as expert witness. Right. So uh, and they're saying that in because it was they I thought they claimed it would cost twenty five dollars, but that was also back in two thousand and twelve. And I think this is the really hard. So Voltar is an expert witness here, and I be believe him, absolutely. It's not about Voltar's opinion is wrong. That's not, I think, what you were saying, Steve. That's not what we're going at here. But as a documentary maker, should you rely on one expert witness to back up your claims when, well, I guess you don't, because you don't know, right? You don't know. Company just said, yeah, cost us, you know, and, and that's, you could 
Yeah, maybe. maybe. Pat was pulling a scam behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, maybe he was in cahoots with the. You don't know. I'm just making <laughs> that up. You don't know. You don't know if that was happening. No, no. Or you don't know if this company, this guy, had a bad deal, and at that time, it might have cost that much to actually get the cart produced. If it might have been, there might have been some fudging. You never know so about this incompetence. stuff. Well, what would you put that down to? Incompetence, then, or just. It's either incompetence or, yeah. or you know, intentional. It's mm. so that that's the hard thing. You can't really, you know, you're not going to prove that in kind of a business setting unless you have a document trail. But so that, but that was just like one small thing. Um, some of the other things yep. that I did, um, I did like was it did actually. I mean, I've watched some of Pat's videos, and yeah, I mean, the guy. It's it's like it. There are takes that they have that are terrible, and then they come off as such dicks, kind of talking about them. Which anybody's allowed to have an opinion and allowed to think somebody's not cool. I know there's a lot of people who probably are tired of seeing my face too. So there's always that, and here in my voice especially. But uh, so I, I'll just say that, like personally, I I don't. I don't, I've never had conversation or interaction with Genovi, Pat. Mm. I have mm -hmm. had uh, intercourse, intercourse, <laughs> discourse. <laughs> really? I have had intercourse before. Can you believe that? Through immaculately. I'm not a 40 year old virgin <laughs> to believe that. <laughs> anyway, so um, I have talked to one person that was brought up in this video mm -hmm. and i mean i'm not gonna hide it it's not really anything to hide it was mike Matei okay. actually dm'd me i can't remember it might have been through twitter or something and was just asking crt questions you know just so that was the only interaction i've ever had with anybody and he was very mm -hmm. nice uh never said you know anything crazy or anything of course because it's just he's just talking to me as like my opinions on things or asking me um about certain crts and things like that for a while that was about a year ago maybe a little longer so that's that's a really only interaction i've ever had with any people uh i didn't actually i think i skipped the last five minutes or ten minutes or something so on as i understood uh Genovi, found out a bunch of like uh, Mike Matei there was I don't know racist and some other things that are unacceptable we might say at any time but definitely by today's standards and was that yeah. the conclusion that he probably mean, done some stuff like 10 years ago and that wasn't good and it was still up and there wasn't was that really I don't the know I, yeah, there anything? people maybe someone people, in the chat can tell has, was he accusing have Mike a of problem. doing anything recently yeah people have a problem mm. with that stuff and like I say I try I I don't like if somebody puts out a comic book and in America, that's kind of, I mean, even if it's, I mean, even here, like a, a, a good example of something that is universally hated would be like Mein Kampf from Hitler, right? Anything sure, like sure. that, right? So, right. but it's still like, I don't think that there's from, from like a scholarly perspective, I don't want that to just be banned because then people would forget probably how dastardly of a person this is. And it's oh. like, it kind of connects them to it. So the fact that he makes this comic book, whatever, you know, I don't, um, like I said, I had interactions with him and he was not, you know, I, I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, well, you're just a, a, a dirty racist, right? 
based off just that kind of thing hmm. from the perspective of it being like I mean I might like I might have certain viewpoints about a person obviously hmm. based on what they've done but I don't know I hate to go and just like say blanketly well this person associates with Mike Matei and just because they associate with Mike Matei they promote racism or something you know what I mean like mm. it's kind of a reaching me, thing to me it's a classic straight up cancel like cancel culture situation or I found these things in someone's past and now what we do is I don't know if he was calling for the cancellation so maybe it's not that but yeah find something in their past and I think these issues are still unresolved and I don't mean to present a perspective either way here to say he should be cancelled or not or whatever like we're still struggling to deal with that because we've been through the worst of the cancellations you know when it was like you you know what was a couple of years ago and you say the wrong word and you were out and uh, a few people have been through that and now we're sort of i think we're post that a little bit where we don't want to we're certainly not indoning any bad things racism sexism all very bad but it's about how do we deal with someone's past how do we interpret they've atoned for their past so apparently a factor was yeah he did that you could have done any crazy shit but nothing has been said right now and they're still up and sure then you get into you know i don't know it's is it's a hard but, thing to even like yeah. say anything about because there's so many weird angles that this could be working it's it's like uh but i think you know as people are asking yeah about everyone doing edgy stuff in their youth hell yeah i mean mm -hmm. if there would have been a lot of things that i would have done when i was a teenager like posted to the internet there would be a, a half a dozen reasons in there of extremely stupid awful things i did that would be good enough reason to cancel me according to like the cancel culture right i mean anybody who uh, uh, but how at the same time how much does it like you say if you really care about it are you leaving it up because it brings you some other kind of attention still you know, like, are you still getting okay. attention from it? Here's it's another like example. It's often brought out with the the loon, you know, the old cartoons, right? The Looney Tunes cartoons, and they did all sorts of, you know, a Mexican is a Mexican guy is depicted in a racially stereotypical way, or a, a person from Africa is just, you know, back in the day, the 70s, oh, yeah, the 80s, uh, right? Uh, you know, depicted in an, uh, a, that sort of stereotyped environment. Or I saw something recently, even with a, they're re-releasing something. It was a something about a re-release of Mega Man. And they're leaving in the pictures of the brown skin guys in the little huts. And because that's, a, you know, the, 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 the people in Africa are in huts, that's a negative stereotype. And apparently that was in the Mega Man game. And someone wants to comment on this on the stream. And they're leaving it in the game with a warning. And they say, hey, this game reflects the, the feelings of the time. And, and, and also, uh, I know with Looney Tunes cartoons, or I think it's of those, they've done that thing as well where they say, hey, keep in mind when you're watching this, this is a factor of the times. And, don't necessarily reflect today. Now, I think in this to to complicate this argument, that applies to works that matter creatively and artistically. So yeah, Looney Tunes, I don't want those Looney Tunes cartoons to go away. We should remember what they were, but I would still like 
to watch them. Mega Man seems to. But, you know, is Mike Matei's cartoons from 15 years ago something of historical significance that we have to view like... No, I mean, it's not nah, really. Nah. It's a personal it thing. It's like did as a kid, right? Right. Yeah. And for all we know, it could have been almost like a bad stand-up routine done by a comic. Like you said, what about the guy who came on stage and said all the ridiculous stuff, pissed off the people, mm -hmm. yet he from himself was from Ukraine? At the end of the day, you don't sure. want him to... Like, if he's a good comic and figures his way out of this and makes good jokes, no one should go back to him and say, you should never be a comic again because you did that one bad night, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's kind of like... Maybe that's what... Uh, well, choosing stuff. your audience is important here. So if it's a live so show, always. there's like 10 people, you know, and, and now many more because I've told the story, but 10 people are there and have watched it, which is why I, I very much preserve the sanctity of a live comedy show that I want you to say some stuff. And yeah, the audience will yell at you if it's terrible, but it won't persist. Right. It won't persist longer if, you know, you could come back and do something better. Um yeah, sorry, I was talking. No, it's fine. Yeah, so I'm not even high. I think we're. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're getting through this kind of good. I but mm. um, not to just just keep dwelling on it, but a little bit maybe um, jumping forward. So we talked a little bit about that uh, cartridge situation. Then you like fast forward, and it starts getting into like the uh, uh, book production and kind of okay, what yep. he's been doing now is the book production and. I think that uh, there was some there was some good points of criticism uh, where he was talking about typos and things, and I don't know. Um, I imagine once you print a book, you know you can't go and unprint it and be like, "Oh, I need a different copy made with this typo fix." That's why mm. there's later editions. Uh, but I will say that um, the clip that that he cut from their CU podcast that was the most uh, difficult for me to get around is the the clip where they were talking about Pat working on the N64 book that he's got like coming out now, like soon, and mm -hmm. how he he is uh, using emulators to review these games and and write about them and. He admits in the clip how poor the emulation is for the N64 and that some games are basically unrunnable and mm. that no one really cares because it's just the N64 and like brushes it off and, you know, makes up excuses. And I, I kind of, I mean, that I feel like isn't, I, I feel like that's kind of a, a, a bad a bad thing to go and base an entire like book based off reviewing games on emulation to me so like, we haven't okay but we don't know this yet though right we just know I know, he's just, well he said like that's what i'm saying he clipped a ship uh, a clip from pat so mm. uh, that's and that's what he uses to review some of the games so maybe again there's part of it taken out of context where it's just a few situations mm. like you said it's all hard to tell Won't when everything's be in the pudding when this n64 book comes out then we'll know right and you better yeah. imagine there's going to be a lot of focus on that I'm if sure. you've got shitty reviews and pictures look kind of bad because yeah the stuff where you start to get into like does pat have the correct opinion uh, you know that's where it's a little bit like well i mean no, you can, i don't know i can't say you could shit all over the n64 that's an easy mm. thing to do and you may not personally like it, but is that so the what point of then? the book? Is it like to be 
kind of like a snarky shit view of it? I I don't think so. Okay, I don't so know. we're balancing this situation. What about the situation where the Pat says that they did a print run of the book, it sold out, a one or two, and then at, they've tried to establish that at this point in time, Pat knows there's errors. He knows there's errors in the book. However, he needs to print the book right now, the third edition, because he needs to print it right now so it's out in time to take advantage of the NES mini launch window and there's going to be a lot of talk about NES and that hype. So that's a tough situation. He knows there's errors, but he says, I'm not going to stop and fix those errors. I'm going to reprint the book because I need to get this out right now so, I mean, I'm trying to find something. What I'm trying to do is find something concrete in that book section of what Genovi was talking about. It is not yeah. just, oh, this guy sucks. There's there's something, I guess. And unlike, I would say, unlike the N64 example, we we kind of know because it's already been released. I guess the, we will find out later how the N64 goes. I don't, I don't know. Um, hard yeah. to say. I, I want to throw it out to you and say, what do you think? Do you know what you would do? But we, we lack so much context. Uh, to say, hey, would we do the same thing? Would I always delay? Well, uh, the yeah. The the I was trying to think of it from my own perspective because I've also often thought about I should just every time I go and I work on a monitor, maybe uh, maybe I'll just write a one page review on that CRT. Okay, mm -hmm. keep it in my own thing, and then maybe one day I would have a book that would be the book of CRT reviews. It would never sell that many, right? So, because there, there's never any kind of like demand on CRT stuff uh, from the mm. the marketplace. It's just like you. I mean, maybe there is a little bit, but I, I highly doubt it. So there would never be that time frame. I would always make mm. sure that everything was perfectly edited in it, so I wouldn't have any typos. Uh, but I was thinking if I if I made that book. I wouldn't I wouldn't go and write a review on a CRT based on like an article I read or watching mm -hmm. a YouTube video on that specific CRT. I would want to go and if I was writing a review on it, it would be like, ah, Steve worked on this CRT. Mm. That's a real expert that given you a review on a CRT. And, you know uh, what I think you need, Steve? Okay, I'm, I'm. First of all, everyone in the chat is all like, "I would buy that book." Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers, because it's 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, and you're listening to two guys on the Cathode Ray podcast. I imagine you're our audience, and we appreciate that very much. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know what you need? Not, not like the NES book where you just, uh, where you, where you just kind of review each model that comes through. You need a beautiful coffee table big book where you don't review every. You do like five of them, right? And you disassemble and you show beautiful, really nice pictures. It's in like a really big one with really beautiful photos. Take a five of them, go deep, get like expert photography, beautiful photography designed and laid out really nicely with some thoughts. That, because then people could appreciate the CRT beauty you're trying to bring out the beauty of the insides, the beauty and of if it these, works, your Yeah, and if it works out. it might appeal beyond CRT aficionados and our good friends here in the chat because it's this open book. It's beautiful. It looks good. You're presenting something people wouldn't have seen in an interesting way in an art, and like an art house artistic style. 
Yeah, and the good thing about that idea is if it's a good, if it, the first one works, there's so many other CRTs that you could just keep writing additional, you know, oh. couple year, have another one come out. Uh, when your friends come over and you oh, look like the weirdo, we got Castlevania games in the chat. He can, oh, hey, he can sell it for here. us. Castlevania's here, Thor's here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's here. Thank you for everyone for dro dropping by. Yeah, the so that, but that, I TV think end. that I was anyway. I was thinking like that's kind of what I wanted. Um, would be a book like that, and but it's hard to see it from. I don't know. I, I feel like too when you're taking on like we're talking about. You're probably right. It would be way better to do a a book on a few CRTs because if you if you commit to doing a, a, like 300 CRTs similarly no. to like what Pat would do with an entire game library mm. then you would ex you would get probably burnt out get after you got through 75% of them you'd be like oh why and it'd be what's, so frustrating what's different about you know but how much could you say about or maybe you can. I don't know, but it's each game is different. But is the twenty-five thirty significantly different from the I don't know, the next one to be able to? Oh, look, Ryan's ready. Yeah, oh, we'll do something. Business. So up, there dude. we go. See, then I'll be. There'll be a. There'll be hypocrisy. You know hypocrisy on Steve. He's coming for you, man. <laughs> coming for Steve. We're gonna highlight Just the hypocrisy. Sony, Sony would probably. <laughs> hey, Sony would probably sue me or something if I did that. Say, oh man, he doesn't own those pictures. So anyway, you want to make it that's, that's, what, it's that's not a technical book. My my point is yeah. my concept here. This isn't a repair right, guide. Right. No, it's this a is beautiful like Madonna's sex book, but Steve for CRT. Right. And it's got to have big, beautiful pictures of the uh, of a nice, mm. like lubed up uh, anode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Get me excited. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. It's going to come out. You've got the perp. You've got the 90s stuff. This is remember the Madonna sex book in the 90s and how uh, controversial that was. The Madonna made that book that like uh showed her nude in a diff like very artistic poses and she released that. Do you remember that? Surely people Yeah, in the chat well, remember. I remember it. I remember I wasn't allowed to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was so controversial See, back in the day. Here's something Back in the day, you you had to go run out to the woods and follow a stupid little hand-drawn map to the where your buddy supposedly had buried a porn so you could look at a naked chick instead of just like now, you just pull it up on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right like now. we would have killed to have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So the CRT book. Uh, yeah, that's a, so yeah. That, like that. That's a great idea. Maybe we could segment over out of the Pat thing. We've talked about it for a good little bit, and then sure. that's a good idea because we're talking about possible lawsuits. Kind of okay. drug me to the second uh, topic, but before we get to it, we can take a, a breather here and see if anybody wants to sure. chat about just, anything. You know, I got my cup of tea here. Uh, let me open up. I got the main chat window here. How we got forty six people watching? That's awesome. yeah, that's good. That's like the most I've had out of any stream so far. And I, I mean, I haven't even had to RGB mod anything or tear any CRTs apart today. <laughs> I've got some. Uh, hey, I got some stuff for show and tell here before we get okay. on to that one. I got some show and tell. First thing for show and tell is I got my Kickstarter backed Amiga mouse. So 
I guess you never had the Amiga back in the day. I had the original Amiga 500, and this is a replica of the mouse. It's quite iconic look. Uh, this was a from a Kickstarter campaign, and uh, I want to say a year ago. I don't completely remember, and I know what you get with Kickstarter. It was about forty five bucks. I, I I can only imagine. I ordered it when I was high. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was high one night and thought that this was a good idea. But it finally came, and I would say it's pretty good. Uh, it has Bluetooth and its own. Uh, for and its own dongle in there for 2.4G. My only one small complaint is that the dongle rattles around in the bottom there. So I've actually just blue tacked the dongle in there. The batteries add a bit of weight. Um, I like it. I like the tank mouse. Um, I think that it's facing almost an impossible challenge to replicate the original because the original, first of all, had a cable coming off here. And the original had a big old ball in there. It wasn't, certainly was not optical back in the day. And I think that if this feels, it does feel light because it is light because optical mouses are light these yeah. days. There's nothing to them. Um, I was wondering if maybe I should open it up and add some weight to it. <laughs> but I think, you know, what it needs ultimately is a ball there going around and then it would have the authentic feel. So I want to give credit to the, the, the guys who made this, it's a Kickstarter. I think they're going to sell it later. I think they've done, I like it, and I don't want to sound negative. I think they've done the best job they could, you know, given this is an optical mouse and this is not the real thing. It looks great. Um, so I'm, I'm happy. It looks, it looks really nice. Actually, uh, the Retro Bro said it looks like a garage door opener, yes, which is pretty accurate. <laughs> Actually, good. It's not this computer, so I could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just like do that. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's funny. Why has anyone made a a modern day mouse with the ball in it still? Is there still right. one? That would be. I mean, why not? That would be funny. I mean, it's probably too expensive. It's probably too expensive to make now. Uh, yeah, I was gonna go to some of the the chat here. Uh, Super Mega Graphics. Does this Amiga mouse work with the Atari Jaguar? I've heard they were compatible. Sorry, weird question. Not a weird question at all. So this mouse is first and foremost uh, Bluetooth, or you can use the 2.4G dongle. It's got its own dongle inside. Uh, so that's a modern thing because it's a modern. Actually, it's a modern mouse. It's optical. As I understand, on the Kickstarter, there was a stretch goal where they had some sort of adapter dongle thing that I think went from this to like the old DB15. Amiga style, the same site, the same thing that's on a, a Genesis, that same port. That was what Amigas had, the joysticks had. So, uh, and I'm pretty sure the Atari Jaguar had the same one. So I would go to the Kickstarter page for this. I know they're trying to produce some dongles that would do it, but it's basically a USB to DB15 solution. It's not native or something like that. But the ball, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of engineering. I can imagine this is not, not easy, but not like ground not not rocket science to put this one together even though i appreciate the work of the, the kickstarter guy but i would yeah i need a ball i mean look how to say uh creating a new ball mouse may be easier than creating a new crt so maybe yeah yeah i'm sure it probably maybe. everyone yeah. asks where do you gonna make CRTs Plus you can again? you could ship you could ship a ball mouse you know true you can't ship you can't a crt very easy which by the way I posted on Twitter. I, I went on eBay this last week and I found somebody listing some 2030s 
okay. Sony PVM 2030s. They listed two of them. They're in New York. And uh, they listed them for $350 a piece. But for some reason, they sent me a message right away saying they would take 10% off them for me. Because I, I had bought from them before. And I was thinking, I bought from this person before. So uh, they wanted $80, 80-something dollars to ship. So after tax and after my discount, I bought mm. each of them right away for $413 a piece. And that was with the shipping and the discount. And, and my tax, sales tax. And then uh, I start getting these messages from them. Hey, um, we want to know if you want to do freight on your shipment. We don't think we could ship them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> I remember buying from you. These are the same people that sold me that Olympus that like mm. two months ago came and was broken into a hundred pieces, I think. Uh, and they barely packed it. Cause I asked them, I said, do you know how to pack this properly? Yes, yes, yes. So now they're saying they don't know how to pack it. And then they want me to, they were like, well, you can arrange freight or come pick it up. I said, listen here, you guys already took $165 for shipping. You figure it out. I said, here's how you pack it. You can't see the thing about the 2030. It doesn't have all the knobs and all the breakable uh, okay. pieces. So you can mm -hmm. actually pack that one, the 20 inch one and ship it safe on ground. I said that you could pack it properly um, or you could call you ship. And they just, I said, I expect you to ship it to me. If it breaks, I'll file for a return like last time. And if not, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Cause I'm again, I'm like, how many times do you have to have something happen to you when you figure it out and like change your, cause you're like, why did this person, if you don't want to ship it, you shouldn't list it with shipping really. Mm. If they so they've already taken the money for it. Is there any possibility that you could, uh, I don't know, just look, you, look, it's not good, but you got to get yourself out of a sticky situation. Yeah. You know, could you call the, what's that company that we keep talking about that does the, you find the quotes online to ship it. What's that company you always use? You, I forget. You ship, which I, which I offered to them. I said, look, set up on you ship and, and here's what you do. Go do it. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, we have a trucking company we work with, uh, but you'll have to pay them. And I was like, oh no, I won't. I was like, you can. And again, at the end of the day, if they're going to go ahead and like cancel the sale, mm -hmm. then they can cancel the sale and just get me out of it and do whatever, but they're not, I'm not going to like pay them any extra or anything to, to, you know, they could, they could figure that out. It's up to them. Now they either ship it to me through a shipping mm. means. The problem is, is they want me to go through a freight company that won't even ship. Like they won't ship to, but like an hour and a half from here, mm. like they want to ship it to a central place and charge oh, more money. Okay. And that's why I said you ship, but they wouldn't use you ship. I said, well, I'm not interested then. Well, could you say, I, I, I just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because I don't know all the details and I know you're in it. Is, uh, could you arrange the you ship, but you're like, yo, you got to give me that 160 bucks back because you're not shipping it anymore. Yeah. So you don't get the shipping fee. You get the 160 back and then use that maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I would. Then Organize would, your own U-ship. Hmm. I, I would do that, but then I have to trust that this eBay seller will actually like open the door when the U-ship driver gets there and actually answer my messages and like do all this stuff because I'm the one organizing it. Whereas if it's them organizing it, the U-ship driver goes to them at their scheduled time and then they just mm -hmm. come and drop it off at my house.
So it doesn't mm. matter whether I'm there, right? If if whether I'm there. So that's that's I that's a good point, but at the same time, then I'm trusting this eBay seller a little bit more than I should, and I'm taking on more sure, risk. Sure, you don't seem want to want to trust them. Yeah, no, I okay. mean, there's They're no real much- reason to. There are a couple of guys in New York. Hey, there's this hey. fucking guy over here. Hey, this guy, he's up in the, I don't know, the Tennessee or something. I don't know where he hey. is. He me to ship the fucking CRTs. I don't know what's up. I do a terrible New York accent, by the way. I know. <laughs> I, I can't you see I'm walking here. I got nothing. I don't know how New York people talk. That, that's, uh, yeah, that might be the worst uh, New York accent we've ever had on our show before, by far. So congratulations, Lewis. Thank you. I'm working on it. I'm Excellent. Okay, so, so if you don't do it, then you just we'll cancel just and money opportunity back. lost, and yeah. Or you know. here's the other thing, which is more the most likely scenario: both the monitors show up broken. Uh, maybe I can make one good one out of the two. Depends how bad they're broken. <laughs> both of them show up broken, and I get all the money back and end up with a bunch of stupid parts that are broken. That's uh... that's. That's probably about 50% chance what happens because I don't think they're going to probably, if they mm. ship it, I figure. And that's clearly such a dumb outcome. But if it's not shipped to you, they're just going to freight it. Someone else is going to see that 350 deal on you on eBay. Yeah. Some other, the next guy coming along is going to think, yep. Oh, yeah. You, they say they're going to ship it. This is great. Yeah. yeah so that's the thing. If they, they knew, they don't. This is somebody who sells a lot of stuff. They sell big stuff all the time. They know about shipping. <laughs> Get people dragging on your... All right. Well, yeah. So the other thing I just wanted to talk about, I thought this was kind of a funny thing. I just saw this um, in somebody's Twitter feed. And I tracked down all the like link articles. And they all seem to be going back to this for like their reference point, this... Uh, torrentfreak.com. I've linked this in the description of the video as well as Genovi's video. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants to go check that out, check the description. They're linked in there. And because uh, we're doing this all under fair use, so don't even try to come back and steal our video later on, okay? Lewis, don't worry. I'm only messed up your view. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was funny. I saw uh, Nintendo hacker Gary Bowser, which this always... Doesn't this always just seem like a fake story to begin with? Absolutely. Uh, He was released from federal prison. So um, anyway, he was released from federal prison. The guy's in his 50s. He has been ordered to pay. uh, He's gotten out on early release, but he's been ordered to pay like uh, all these millions of dollars to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And it's basically impossible. They said... He's paying a thirty percent of his income to Nintendo till he pays them back, like fourteen million dollars. Yeah, right. And he's fifty three, and they were they were saying so far he's paid him back one hundred seventy five dollars, which is a third of the money he made working at like the (laughs) the prison prison. laundry mat, you know. So um, anyway, he was released. He's out, and if if they said that he would have to earn $40 million over his lifetime to pay off this Nintendo debt. But until until that's paid off, he basically has to have his wages garnished by Nintendo for 30%. Every, every damn payment he receives. Isn't that crazy? Mm. 30% tax and the government's going to still take their oh, cut yeah. off the top. 
So this guy's, I mean, sorry, he's an example. Um, so first of all, let to, to kind of go back to the beginning, Gary Bowser is not someone who just distributed some ROMs on Reddit and then got caught or, hey, I was downloading the Super Mario ROM and my ISP, I didn't use a VPN and my ISP caught me. This is not it. They were creating, as I understand, they were creating devices, physical devices to hack switches and then selling them. So and this was, is that, a long time ago too, like mm -hmm. 10 years ago now is when they were actually accused of starting this. So the, like mm -hmm. that's, that's, a, that's back when these products were new. Quite new. Uh, oh, Rogers in the chat as well. File bankruptcy, tell Nintendo to go stuff it, live your life. So is that a thing? Is that real? Can I? That's what I was wondering. Like See, the other yeah. thing, the more I read about this is Bowser is, was in prison in Washington uh, or in the United States. And then he, but he actually is from Canada. So is there the same thing in Canada? Are you allowed? I mean, that's what I don't know is do they have bankruptcy laws like that. I'm sure that's it's looked at. That's what I said. What's the eventual outcome here? Do you, uh, the guy should file bankruptcy if he can and get rid of that, you know, or some kind of debt. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the judgment against him is he's not allowed to file bankruptcy. Hmm. And, and so uh, it did say maybe, in here that Nintendo was maybe running to make. Say, is, that po is that a possibility, Roger, that somewhat like the court could rule that this man is or is bankruptcy my United States constitutional right that I am allowed to <laughs> go bankrupt? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, because he can't go bankrupt over student debt. Isn't that it? Like, yeah, one well, in debt, debt. yeah, in the United States, you can't go bankrupt, or you can go bankrupt from things. There's different levels of bankruptcy, and. Some stuff you still end up having to pay off a lot of times. Um, yeah, so it it's it's a dodgy situation. I, I felt like if this guy did have to pay, if if like there was no way to get out of it, at what point does he like fake his own death and buy a fake passport and like a new identity <laughs> and go make money as like John Schmidt or something instead of Instead of Bowser, nobody believe it. I mean, Bowser versus got, Nintendo. What he needs to do is he needs to hook up with the other famous John who is working in this same area, John McAfee. He needs to pull up fucking John McAfee and head into the jungle and live like James Bond on that beach in Thailand or whatever for a while and go off piste. And then all of a sudden he shows up in the backwaters of Russia and the next time he's in conflict zone in Africa. He needs to take a few lessons from McAfee. That guy doesn't give a, you know, he's gone off the he's deep dead. end. He's dead. He's dead anyway now. Oh, yeah, he died. That's right. right well, yeah. This is it. There's a connection here. I'm sure of it. This is yeah, it. see, so, but he did, mm -hmm. man. He ran off the grid. He did. How about when he ran around with, like, they said COVID was, was new, and he goes and, like, goes to the airport wearing, like, a, a, a pair of lace thong panties as his mask. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, tell me you're again. We're talking about people. Tell me you're trying not to get attention, right? Right. Like you're obviously an attention whore. If you're like really on the run from the government and everybody you say you're on the run from, I'm not. I'm not going to pop my head up to make eight hour live streams, you know, with people, <laughs> and then make sure I go to the airport with panties on my face. <laughs> the uh, the the John McAfee one was super interesting because. He was you know, going certifiably crazy, as you've just 
stated, right? Like go going full <laughs> off piece, go full nuts. But there's still a product out there called McAfee Antivirus. And that company is owned by Intel. And I was so curious how Intel Corporation was going to deal with one of their IPs is unexcusably tied. You can't tear it away from the man. And you could say like, oh, he doesn't own it anymore. His fucking name is still there. Yeah, even but if not, Americans like are stupid like that. They don't, they can't put two and two together and... Um, you don't like, so when you go to the, well, if you go, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. You know, people will still go and preferably buy that like over, you'll go from an office depot or office store X, Y, Z. And I guarantee you can find a copy of McAfee on the shelves to buy. Right. It says something about brand recognition, doesn't it? It is. It is like, it's all about, it's about like Coca-Cola, right? How did Coca-Cola become the biggest soda drink? in the world when it was linked uh obviously to cocaine in its original mm-hmm. formula it's all just it, it doesn't matter at some point with brands they kind of transcend what they started from because if you said if you said that word to i guarantee you 10 americans on the street nine eight or nine of them are going to say oh the antivirus software mm-hmm. they're not even going to bring up the guy who started it Maybe as well, of all the sins and crimes that John McAfee has alleged to have committed, uh, it seemed pretty cool. You know, like he wasn't touching kids or fiddling around with something like that. No, no, it's not the kitty fiddler antivirus. He was like in the jungle taking on the Russians, running away from this, doing Uh, some shit against some small (laughs) government in Africa. You know, like, I don't know, kind of badass. But, you know, crazy person, dangerous, not good, but. Yeah, I mean. He's no Doug Bowser. He's no Gary Bowser. Let's put it that way. You know, right? Yeah. He's not a horrible criminal like him. He wouldn't sit <laughs> around and, and pay Nintendo the rest of his life. He said, oh, I'm no. not making income anymore. People are just giving me money like I'm their friend. That's what he said. I, I heard on something. So they're like, how, how, do you, how do you make money? And he's like, oh, I just I just leech off all my friends. That's what he said. He's like, I don't yeah, own okay. any property in my name. Nothing's in my name. It can't be. He said, mm. um, you know, so he's just they like, basically, he lives off, yeah. yeah, I thought I think they kind of, you know, he was actually canceled by governments. Right. It's not like <laughs> like he was treated with an embargo, kind of like North Korea or something where it's like you're not allowed on our currency system. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like kicked off the currency platform and stuff. So it's yeah, it's an interesting. Funny. He was embargoed. He was canceled by a government. Yeah, that's yeah. called being found <laughs> guilty of something <laughs> or they really don't good, like what you're doing whatever it dude, is that's exactly what trump is going to walk out of that courthouse and go i've been canceled the government has canceled me so they found you guilty it's called government canceling that's <laughs> yeah and it, and it doesn't oh my gosh wait lewis i don't know what the hell is going to happen in the, the next election cycle because i just always sit back and watch the fires burn Really? Sure, sure. Yeah. Because it's style. it's just become such a it's literally such a circus. Such it a circus. It seems like a circus from afar. It literally like, that's I, the best word for all of it, kind of. I mean, it seems like you guys are just trying to get on with you. I, and I mean, like you guys. I mean, everybody in America. Oh, most you're a regular people. guy. You got a family. You're getting by. You know, like what's it like to see the republic burning around you? That's it's just disappointing. More and weird. Mm. You know, it's not. It's not anything, you know. So th- that's why I'm. I sit here and we're talking about just the uh, 
the things the things the government like chooses to crack down on like here you have a judge that's like with nintendo and they're going yeah we need to send a message to pirates everywhere and people who think piracy is cool they literally said that in these articles that mm -hmm. the the people were the part of the argument to give them the most uh penalty they could was that they wanted to send a message that piracy had up until this point looked really cool online and had this like oh that's awesome sticking it to the big man and they're like so we need to really send a message by throwing away bowser i know when i'm in a bar trying to talk to girls i'm usually like yo baby i got a bunch of nintendo roms at home i downloaded them without knowing that's how cool yeah you better take away that cool stigma yeah by sending a dude to jail you're going to make stuff less cool i do you know anything about kids nintendo have you ever ever dealt with a child before is it just me and melto sitting in there guess what it looks cool now right <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so it looks like bob showed up oh he's bob yeah he was out he's uh, uh i had i want to thank bob I, I i put a cameo well i say a cameo of bob in my last video you can go check it out if you want to um i haven't watched you a lot i'm terrible it's person. actually I'm short I'm... so thank i was gonna thankfully. watch your one and then you're like you gotta watch genovi and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> well yeah right that's why i didn't go on my website or my page and go yeah watch this video real quick before we go live when it's like we've been talking for an hour and that's about the length of that video right. the cathode ray podcast when a communist eastern european and american good old boy come together <laughs> on behalf of scan lines it's all right the cold war's over we're able to we to come together we should use that as like quotes famous quotes about the podcast right <laughs> Get it? We'll get all of our friends to have a quote, and that's like that's Bob's. Bob's going to start the worst, the worst things possible about us. Exactly the wrong. They say something about us without you know, name them. Oh. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, yeah. So mm -hmm. Bowser's out. He's going to have to pay Nintendo for the rest of his life if he wants to mm -hmm. keep being called Bowser. And yeah, is that all this is? That's all this is. It's just a copyright name thing. They're pissed off the Bowser did it. Yeah, isn't right. the head of Nintendo? Isn't that Gary? No, he's the other Bowser. Doug. Bowser. Mm, Wait. Doug Bowser. Wait, the bad dude is Doug. Wait, no. Which one is which? Uh, Sorry, I'm confused. Gary Bowser is the bad Canadian, and Doug Bowser is the good American who runs Nintendo. Yeah, Gary Bowser, the Canadian. What if? Hmm. You know what they should do? I don't know why they haven't done this. Why didn't they? Why don't they give it? They should give this guy a deal where he has to come out and be like the freaking butt joke of Nintendo the rest of his life, and they'll they'll kick off his dad every time, right? Like he comes over there and dresses up like Bowser and lets somebody come over and whack him in the in the ass with like a paddle, and he goes, Ooh! and it's just like, all right, good job, Bowser. That was a that was a good appearance. We're gonna take we're gonna take a shave a little off the top. And then like they, once a, like they're not just once a week. Once no, a week he's gonna come to Nintendo headquarters, get his paddling from Daddy Bowser, and then he can go on his way. <laughs> yeah, and then and then at the end of it, you could do uh, like the the climax would be here in America. They have this silly show where they take celebrities on and they give them like DNA tests and they find out if they're related. Like so, that's what they do. They give them DNA tests and they find out Gary is related to the CEO of Nintendo. They're long lost cousins. Long lost, long -lost cousins. Second and then cousins. they come together 
and love each other, except uh, they still aren't forgiven his whole debt, so he's still got to come out there and get paddled Every once day. a week. Paddled. Every week, sorry, in the in the lobby of Nintendo New York or wherever they are. Not in the Japan, man. they're not cruel. Like Literally, that. What, if, what if they said that, hey, we'll, we'll chop $100,000 if every week you come down here and take a paddle? It'd be pretty tempting. I want the whole... Ah, true. I'd want the whole that's a, thing. That's like, a, come on. That's a $1.2 million payday. They probably try to, they probably, mm. the, the government would probably try to tax that as income. <laughs> You've got a, uh, he's never paying that off anyway. You're never, it's not like there's 10 million extra on Nintendo's books or something. He's never paying it anyway. So why not do something crazy? The paddling, public ridicule. That's not a thing that we're allowed to do anymore. And then you say, well, Nintendo's going to get a bad reputation. What the fuck do you think they're doing now? That would, I man, I feel like that would be a righteous form of justice. Let's go back to a paddling public humiliation thing where they do send a message. And um, I had this discussion. See, I've been, you know, I have young kids. They're in schools and they can't do things, obviously, to them today that they could when I was even in school. Mm. And um, like... Uh, my my kids always laugh because my first day of school, I got I I smelled smarted mouth so bad in first grade that they sent me to an office and spanked me, like with a paddle, and at school at school in my first grade. So I always tell my kids that and they're always like, "Oh, Dad, you were so bad, you got spanked the first day of school, at school." Mm. Um, but when I was in high school, and this would have been the year two thousand, year two thousand and one. There was a shop class at my high school, and if you got in trouble in the class, the teacher, he was a like a, a kind of creepy, like very silent military, ex-military type, wore glasses, thin, always very attentive, okay, yeah. kind of cool, but also kind of like wacky. And okay, he's seen some shit in Vietnam, yeah, right? And he's like, he says, now I do have, I'm the only teacher that still offers this program in my class where if you get a detention... Uh, you can either go to your detention like everybody else, or you could come in and I, and take three paddlings from him in the shop. It's so fact. no shit, there were guys in my class that were smart asses, and they mm -hmm. would pick to go get paddled by this guy mm -hmm. like after and before class. It's the huh. weirdest shit I'd ever see. Like grow like I mean these were guys big dudes mm -hmm. like getting paddled by this guy it's just like what the fuck is going when they okay first of all i got questions about the paddling <laughs> when you said it was before or after class was it in front of other students no or was no it no it was that was the thing it was like it's not done in front of anybody it was like this whole process he was telling us about it's not done in front of anybody we'll go back there in the shop and it'll be before or after class you take your paddlings and then you just go on and there'll be no detention. That's <laughs> besides like it's before you, you but, take it. But the thing it, is, it. is what it was the only shop class left in school that you could get a real mm. credit for. So it was highly uh desired between the slacking men or boys. Yeah, okay. I mean everybody wanted to be in there, and then all your friends were in there, and you just tried to be such not like the guy wasn't even like you had to really push his buttons to get him to give you a detention. And that's the same thing. We're always like, man, you got to actually go get pat. You're actually going to take the paddling. That's what I was like. You're actually one of my buddies. He's like, man, he, he was a real, real jackass that day. And, you know, just acting like a clown. And he's finally like, you get it. Detention. And I was like, he's like, I'm taking the paddling. 
I was like, I got a few more paddling questions. What? Okay. You're going to take the paddling? (laughs) Take the paddle. First of all, when they paddled, was it bare butt or over the pants? I see. No, it wasn't bare butt. No, that would have been that would have been way inappropriate. My God, I, I see. I'm surprised my friend wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the most clever, and wittiest okay. of us. Because be if it would have okay. been me, I would have been like, I'd have come out and go, "Well, everything was okay until I." He asked me to pull my pants down yeah. <laughs> and grab my okay. ankles. <laughs> and what what were they being paddled with? Oh, he had. It was like you ever seen the movie Dazed and Confused? Oh yeah, but. I was in that state. You were days so confused. Well, back yeah. then, so there's O'Banion. There's all these seniors chasing around, like kids who are going to be freshmen in high school, for, for with with paddles that are like they say like whip your ass and like fifty spankings on it, and they're like these frat boy paddles is what they used to call it because like a they, ping pong bat. No, it's this big ass. Look at this golly man! Is I that what he? What would he this do? Would, let I, me show you I, I, what he would use. Let me. That's what it was. He would literally use. All right, we're just gonna do it live here on bring stream. It, bring it up. Bring it up. And um, we're gonna see what Google says. I'm not gonna. Man, my stupid. Uh, let's I'll see. The YouTube page so I can see. Let me let me scroll this down a little bit so I can get keep you on the screen. Resize everything. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we see you there in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can take a bit of me. It's all right. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Take a bit of we're me. We're dismissing right. we will- that. But we're going to look this up. And I'm just going to type this for everybody. Man, come on. There we go. Frat. Pa. Let's see what Frat Paddle shows up as images. Frat Paddle. Just like this, baby. Frat Paddles, dude. They look like this. This is what they would look like. It would have like. Freaking Vietnam take- Vietnam veteran, like this. <laughs> I gotta wait until the the delay. I gotta wait to see oh, it on yeah, the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You screen. Wait. Oh yeah, like something they would use in a like kitchen. A That's what big it looks like. Ass paddle, the big old paddle. Oh god, I don't want to be in your frat boy. And yeah. so he would give you a good old swing. Yeah, and he had, three. dude. He had one of these hanging, hanging on like the wall in the shop. It was just hanging there. <laughs> It's the strangest class ever. I had, there was one time um, he would do like his own version of the, like, I don't know what you even call it, the Redneck Olympics. Because he had like a pull-up bar back there. So he'd see who everybody, who could do the most pull-ups. And um, all this other weird random, like short contest things. Nothing really that crazy. But the one thing that I whooped everybody's ass at, I don't know how, there was an mm-hmm. anvil pull. Like, he okay. freaking set up a, like, 20-yard anvil pull. Do you know mm-hmm. what an Like, a blacksmith anvil. Sure, like, sure, sure. He had two mm-hmm. gigantic anvils that weighed, like, 150 pounds each. I don't know, 200 pounds each. And he, mm-hmm. would, he would tie a rope to your waist... And then there'd be somebody next to you, same setup, and then they'd say, go. And whoever pulled the anvil past the finish line first wins. And I'm surprised hmm. I didn't either, like, shit my pants. Because he's like... <laughs> so you're the king of the... like. You're, wait, so you're doing... You're like a big ox. That's you're what I big... basically was. Was like It was like the ox, ox competition. We got the ox competition. Okay, and you're gonna, uh, you're stopping. And, I, and if right, you're not you're good, you're gonna it. get paddled afterwards. 
<laughs> Somebody asked if so, the paddle had engraving. I'm pretty damn sure it said like United States Marine or like Vietnam Fi. veteran. It said. Yes, yeah. it said Semper Fi. I'm sure there. Yeah. Holy crap! That's a, like I never got uh, never got paddled at school. I think I was too late for that. My father would have got paddled at school before that. But I, I do get, when I was younger, I got some spankings, we would call them, which sounds horrible. <laughs> it, uh, it sounds like something you're going to go do with a, uh, a like one of your, your escorts at the Amsterdam or something. Oh, you want a spanking? Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to pay Stormy Daniels and we're going to be doing stuff like this, right? That's exactly. So, but I got some of that, but never at school. I'd never ever experienced anything. And I think even when I went sort of the 80s for us in Australia, if the kid, if the school had done something, that would have been already then in the 80s too much. Like they weren't allowed to touch it at school, you know, give you that court. What we called it corporal punishment. You know, I don't know if that's a corporal. word. That, that you, yeah. yeah, capital corporal, corporal punishment. Yeah, capital punishment. Yeah. Well, there's always been a fascination with hazing in America. We've always I love it. We always love mm. to dress up in dark, dark outfits and dark rooms and paddle each other. Yeah. That's how. All, I, that's how I made it into the retro outfits, Illuminati. <laughs> all light covered outfits. I don't know whatever yeah, whatever. you guys over there. Hey, white sheets. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. There you go. Oh there man. We go. See, that's what now. What I have to do, Steve. Now that I made a, a KKK reference. Oh uh, gosh. In ten years, I'm I'm gonna have to now in ten years uh, disown that. We're gonna yeah. put a disclaimer in front of this. It's a bad comic that we're gonna, you know, it's gonna tamper. Now, what everything I do is going to reflect on you, Steve. How could you do that? How could you know? How could person? I support such a man as <laughs> says when I know what he really is all about? Right? Exactly, with these shitty Ku Klux Klan references. How could we be in support of that? Yeah, oh. what a what a what a wonderful thing. Well, let's. Uh, yeah, there's there's there, there's some fun stuff for everybody. We've we've kind of gotten through all our topics today. So eat that, Roger. We yeah, made it. Roger. He, uh, Roger's not listening because he's off making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> God, you can't listen to us right now over the sound of the lawyer's like, oh, check oh, cashing. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, uh, I gotta go take this small business to court for not having a big exactly. enough sidewalk. And then the old Dude, lady slipped on it. We haven't seen Roger for a while because he's sitting back. He just won that case with Nintendo, and he put that Bowser guy away. Oh, yeah. He made so an example. Like, yeah. Example of him told the judge to say that. <laughs> oh man! So like, what? Uh, have you got any cool like retro projects going on? What I've been doing, I haven't had many videos recently because first of all, I've been doing real world things here, but what I've been doing a lot at home is uh, I've been working on my network setup at home and I've been okay. building out the home server. So have you, I've got the, the retro NAS machine. Do you have your retro NAS machine, Steve? Is that functioning at the current time? Sorry, I just got a piece of ice in my mouth. So yeah, it still functions. It's just sitting there. I haven't. My time to play games has not been really. I haven't really had much time to do anything like mm. gaming. Um, so no, but I, I it's still there. So it I works. was working on. Uh, this is going to sound like old news to a lot of people, but uh, basically I discovered there's this uh, systems admin tool on, on on Linux and other systems called Docker, and Docker lets you install a lot of other stuff on your server really, really easy. It's great. And one of the and I set up a bunch of stuff 
uh, on my home server. I've now got the Mac Time Machine backups go automatically to my retro NAS or that machine through a Docker instance. Uh, I'm running uh, some some tools to help me write and things like that. But one thing, so what I've been coding, it took me a couple of weeks to code, was uh, I have in our business, in the business that I run, we're a, a booking agency for comedians. And we get inquiries, someone's got a party, and we've got a salesperson. And so we have a CRM. We use Pipedrive. It's an Estonian company. It's a so-so product, but it's an Estonian product. So we use it. And we, our salesperson uses the CRM. Someone comes in, they put the deal info in there. Comedians, however, do not want to use a CRM, do not understand a CRM, and it costs, actually, it costs a lot to get extra seats. So it's not worth it. Uh, comedians want to just look at a calendar and they just want to see like next week there's a calendar entry and it gives me all the details of the show that I have to go perform at. That's what comedians want to see. So I wrote a tool previously uh, that what it does is it syncs between the CRM and the calendar. So if you make a new deal in the CRM, it'll take that info and stick it in a Google calendar. It looks at the date. So okay. salesperson says date, uh, it's meant for May 15, and then it makes an entry. And also, if uh, you make an update, it finds the calendar entry and then updates that calendar entry. So it's always in sync. The CRM is always in sync with what the comedians need to see on the calendar. And I used to use a tool called Zapier, which is a you can get it. It's a service, and it cost me about 25 to 30 bucks a month. So I was fairly inspired to get rid of this tool. Yeah. See you later, Super Mega Graphics. So I found, uh, anyway, a tool that could be a replacement. It was called uh, N8N. It's similar functionality, but it is, you can run it on your home server. But I had to basically take a lot of code and port it to this new system. It wasn't a thing, but I had to learn the system. I had to port a bit of JavaScript. But I did, in the last few days, get it running. So from I, I, I set up that server on my home instance, and I also had to set up a tunnel into my server so because the pipe drive when it gets an update on a, an event oh sorry when it gets an update about a deal it sends a uh, a hook sends a what am i uh, what am i saying it fires off an, a trigger mm -hmm. it fires off pipe drive sends out a thing and says hey do you know there's been an update but if it can't get into my network then it could never get that update so i even learned how to use cloud flare cloud flare tunneling Golly. so now i have a port an ssl port that comes into my home server so the pipe drive can tell my home server there's been an update and then it goes out and makes the google calendar code to do that long story but i've spent a lot of time coding javascript and doing this but i got it going it works it's solid everything's really nice and now i save 25 bucks a month nice. by having done that myself so that means I can go out and spend a few hundred extra on my home server because I'm like, I saved so much money. <laughs> of course, I can buy the eight gigabyte NAS setup now. Yeah, eight terabytes, wow. sorry. That's big. So I've been oh. doing a lot of home coding, home, home server stuff uh, like that. I finally got that going again. And I was, I'm thinking, I've got the next video lined up. I just need to get some stuff. Because the next video is going to be why, why, you, I will never buy a Famicom disk system. <laughs> and I already have two of them, but that's sort of that's why you're never going to buy it. It's because you have two of them. <laughs> two of them. So I'm going to do that one where I talk about the the FDS stick is the 
FDS uh, stick is an emulator for right. the Famicom disk system that plugs into the original Famicom. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I've got to get my Famicom disk stuff out of storage, but I feel like making a video again. I guess I've been so caught up in life here and trying to do business and hooking up that stuff that, yeah. you know, sometimes life passes you by and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's been weeks since I've made a video. Tell me about you it. Know, I can definitely catch up with you. <laughs> what about for you? Because at least, I mean, you're working on set, so it's relevant. But how is it for you to... Yeah, I do a lot of streams as well. How do you of... work that in? I did a lot of streaming last month and then um, it would have been literally like 32 days since I actually made a video. Mm. So I released the one yesterday and then uh, it didn't do great. It went like nine of 10, which I don't really care, mm -hmm. but I was, I was still like, whoa, I don't know what's going to happen because I haven't released a video. This has been the longest stretch ever yeah. uh, since releasing a real video. And uh, so I, I'm not really as concerned about that. Thankfully, I mean, the thing I figure is my videos more now are um, I get I'm getting to do more about like things that I actually want to do. And it doesn't just have to be one set of things, I feel like. Right, right. And then even if there's not, um, I feel like the same people are probably going to watch that normally would watch anything just about. Absolutely. But as far as videos i i so i did the stream uh two days last last week where i rgb modded the crt um on the stream and i went back and downloaded the shows and so my one show was like two hours and 15 minutes of me just building the scart head right and i was like damn that's so that's long so I went in and I was like, I'll make this into a regular video because nobody's going to watch that anymore. That's a live stream. It's off in the ether. So I downloaded it and I cut the two hour stream down to like just, I think it was like six, six or seven vital minutes out of that whole two hours. So I, I had been making a video where I shot some new segments, like a beginning, and then I edited it in that section. And then now I've shot a middle and I'm ready to go into the section where it's modding the set. But again, it's the same thing. It's like me watching a playback and like literally cutting out 90% of two hours of work, maybe 95 to get down to like a presentable video. Uh, Sounds reasonable. Sounds right. like what and, I would expect. And then what I'm going to do is it'll have new back. I, I actually filmed some good stuff, but I'm going to try to edit right where I can... Uh, put like a composite video image next to the RGB modded image because I did the same cycle, kind of same recording mm -hmm. sequence for each little clips. So hopefully I can get that edited and add that at the end as like a showcase on it. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'm working through. It takes a long time though to burn through those like cut through and they oh there's nothing in here important to put in the Dude, video. Dude, you need a video editor. Pay a video editor. To yeah, but I don't make it. Then I don't have any money. Yeah. Okay. You haven't made videos, so I don't have money. Right. Don't have money to pay a video editor. What's your thoughts? How are you feeling so far? You've done. Uh, this is one sort of stream, and we're getting into this. Uh, and that's a different sort of stream where you sit there and work. How has it been for you to have that camera on the whole time while you're doing your work? I haven't. I haven't watched all of them. I have to admit, I haven't watched the two hours. So no, are long. you talking, giving commentary through it? How do you feel about projecting yourself on? Because you're on. When the camera's on, you're on. It's a little bit of like, 
you know, it's not just sitting at home on your own doing work. When the camera's on, even if you're not saying anything, how do you deal with that for long? How's that been for longer periods of time? Well, I'll be so. Uh, here's the mindset I've worked around with this whole thing. I've I think of it as a situation where, um, there's generally between thirty to forty people peak times on the stream. Sometimes more than that when I'm doing these. So the way I consider it is, it's just like a class, right? Like a like a high level class you walk into, and uh, so I try to just stay on kind of a mission but at the same time if i if there's a portion i'm I, sometimes i just tell people hey i'm not i'm not able to go through the chat during this period because i'm working on mm. soldering but I, you know, back and forth um i find it really has been great for the most part besides the camera issues i always have everything else on the setup's been pretty good so you've been enjoying doing that uh, yeah. on stream and it feels like a relief. Like I do you feel like you're sharing it and you're sharing your work a bit or how does that make you feel? So it's so the problem is is it's like you can't um at, like I know it's not much but you can't you can't quantify the difference. It, you're not making nearly as much your ad revenue isn't the same on mm -hmm like a regular video. So doing only live streams, yeah. there's no, yeah. And you got to worry about spammers and things, but doing the live streams is more about just being in the, in the moment and doing whatever you're wanting to do and not so much thinking about, Oh, I could be possibly in front of a million eyeballs. That will never happen. <laughs> so it's not like, there's nothing really to be nervous about. But when I but see then I realized too when I go back and uh and I like edit a video, I chop a lot of stuff out, you know, that not as you should. It's right. Normal. And I don't know that my pacing, right? You're like thinking about your pacing then in a video as opposed to a live stream, you're not really so concerned about being on a certain pace or things, I think. Mm. Sure. That's what like you say, like I know I'm getting annoying with this topic, right? You say you don't have any money for a video edit, but then how many, how long did it take you to edit that video? That's the, it's your time. I know. Right? Well, to go back and do that. That's the cost. You're right. It's just, uh, and I don't know, maybe the video would do better with an editor as opposed to me doing it. Or would it be equal? And it just means that you haven't spent that time of your valuable time I think, to edit it down. And may, maybe, a se maybe a separate, like you said, like it's a bit weird or you maybe a second opinion is good. Maybe having a separate person to do that isn't nice to say like, nah, Steve, this is the real interesting bit right here. You know? You're right. And that's, that's a great point. Always having more people look at it. I think that, uh, I think that when I get down to it, I'm going to have to do that if I want to edit it, because this is the first one I've done. Mm. And if I tried to do the same thing, on the other streams that are three hours long, I'd drive myself nuts, you know? Because sure. there's probably, oh my goodness, now Roger's back. Oh, he's missed, back from missed his lunch. Missed his opportunity. Roger, we needed you. Yeah. And you went to lunch. At his I hope high it was class, worth it. Probably. How many hundreds was the bill for lunch? His, How many bottles of Dom Perignon? Two star Michelin lunch where they served him, you know, a turtle ass, a turtle ass on like a perfect Ritz cracker. 
Roger's, Roger's <laughs> having the Michelin star. Steve has lunch in the garage with the Michelin tires. <laughs> it's a different sort of Michelin star. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's... editing. Yeah, maybe someone can help you. Although I, I wonder, mm. Steve. Uh, also, uh, one thing that I've been thinking a lot on my mind is uh, this AI stuff, right? Yeah, that's it's really coming to a head right now. And I do wonder if the AI could analyze my text. Like what I was doing was pumping in videos. It would transcribe it and then analyze the text and say, "Hey, this is an interesting part. This is an interesting part." It's not that far away from being able to then give those time codes automatically to some editing program, which then chops them up, which is halfway there. Imagine that. Imagine if you could just pump in a two-hour live stream and it gives you... <laughs> it gives you a good uh, show. It gives yeah. you a good video back or something, right? A rough <laughs> something back. It doesn't have to be the best edited video. Or it gives you back well. a Final Cut or it gives you a Premiere Pro project back that he, it goes like, here's the best 10 minutes. And you can just edit, move, rearrange, stuff like that. Every time I do something right now, I, I'm, I've got this almost like a worry and a fear that what I could be doing could be done by AI. Oh, I, I know what that, you said. I'm just, dying from the chat here because Bob and uh, 8-Bit Esquire are going crazy back and forth. <laughs> Just killing me. We were talking about paddle and corporal punishment. <laughs> then he said, I didn't know how Steve was Catholic. I'm not, This is just too much now. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> I know what you're saying. I think that somebody that's already edited video would, would be on top of that, right? Yeah, they might be if, if editors are out there. I think everyone's now, like so many AI stuff is popping up yeah. so quickly. I've got this one tool that I've been using. I even paid the guy a little money because I like it so much. You just speak into the web page and it records you transcribes you and gives you back a summary of what you just said and you can make it like as long as what you said or short you can change the style and it gives you that executive summary very good if for example you've spoken a bunch of weed and you got a really good idea and <laughs> the wife slash girlfriend slash person who's in the house doesn't want to listen to your high freaking ramblings nobody wants to hear that shit so talk it into the AI and then in the morning you've got this setup of like nicely arranged summaries of your thoughts last night genius how how genius. how long till you like look at the I mean I would feel like I'd look at the playback and be like oh shit I've got to burn this because if anybody else reads this they're gonna throw they're gonna throw me in the mental asylum <laughs> That's why the summary, that's why it's beautiful. The AI. The this person is a lunatic. When does AI like send the send the squad out for you? Hey, this this person might be a little loony. You better be careful. There was a goofy ass segment on like 60 minutes about Google's AI, and it was just so cheesy the way that like the big name reporters did it. Uh and then they're like, I mean, I don't I don't usually pick on people for their age, but this guy, you know, Scott, whatever his name is, it's it's just it feels like such a boomer segment. Like, because that's the only people watching it. I think is like the people that are just like sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah sixty minutes. Yeah, so it's like yeah. I'm like, God, this is just so segmented towards them, and it's like oh, such a oh my gosh, like this. 
This AI from Google turned these five random words I said into this Walt Whitman level poem that and the <laughs> fucking dude is sitting there with tears like in his eye, like, how could this be possible? It's like, what? Are you silly? It's so much stuff we gotta work out. Like what happens if uh if you train the AI on the do we talk about this? God, I can't remember. If you if you train the AI on a Drake song and then the AI <laughs> writes a Drake song. Well, then, who wrote it? Is Jake Drake's intellectual property? Is that what happens if you listen to a lot of Drake because you're Steve and you love that shit, and then you write a Drake song? That's okay, but if the AI does it, that's not okay. I don't know. We're still learning. We're, like, we've got a lot of social uh, contracts that are about to be torn up about how we do stuff, and I love it. I love a bit of anarchy. So I'm really excited. I think that's why I feel happier in the last few weeks. I've understood. I've started to sink in how much AI is going to fuck with our society. And I like it. I like really? it. It's exciting. This is like I like the idea that it's going to well. fuck up and change society because we need like, it's no fun. We just go through life and everything's the same and boring. Am, am I one of those it's guys that looks at The man. Walking Dead and thinks, oh, that looks like an interesting life, way more interesting than my life. I wish the zombies <laughs> would come. Maybe it's a little bit of that. That would be terrible, though. You couldn't, like, I mean, at the end of the day, you couldn't, like, just go relax. and You could never, like, relax. Could you imagine being in The, in, uh, the Walking Dead and trying to smoke, mm -hmm. like, a weed, like a joint? Holy right, shit. You? You'd be so paranoid. Like, because you wouldn't have smoked for God knows how long. And then you're like, damn, I... I don't know, man. Maybe I should do it. The guy know, comes man. along. Just give you want there was some. some you have it. There you was some it. movie I watched that was similar to that with like Viggo Mortensen, where he did that. He like stumbled across. It was some post-apocalyptic movie, kind of mm. like that, where it was like months after some kind of virus killed a bunch of people. But it was more or less, I think, people that were the people that were left were just downright dirty. Right, because they would just like cannibalize everybody who's left, sure. half of them. It's always going to be the dirty ones that are left. Uh, but I can't, I can't remember the name in the movie. But that's what he did. Like he falls, he finds this shelter that somebody had left, and there's like weed in it. He smokes a doobie, and then like some crazy shit goes down. Of course, right when he smokes, it's like, it's like yeah, paranoid twenty twenty thousand. Is it the road? I was thinking the road, but I was going to say it's like I've read like Maybe. three zombie books and. I didn't want Ooh, to say like the I've been I've been is that it the road okay I don't is know Is it Comic McCarthy that's the road right that's a classic Oh one. that's well see that's interesting you were talking about Colin McCarthy because I was I have been sitting around listening to an audiobook of Colin McCarthy all freaking week Uh you want to guess what it is It's no uh not. Blood Meridian have you ever heard of it I've heard of it, but I don't know it. Okay. Yeah, I have no, like I, before, oh, yeah. it's like the video. It's like the movie no one can make because it is so freaking everything. You talk about like this book's full of it all because it's set in the um, cowboy days, 1840s. Okay. And it's, it is written, the way it is written is like similar to God. It's like beautiful, um, like Paradise Lost shit. It's like way over your head. Like Milton, you know, this is like high level okay. almost. You got to really intent, like the way it's written really paints a good picture. Um, see, when I was when I was growing up, I used to love my grandmother would read me cheesy westerns like books, okay. and I'd just sit yeah, there yeah. and listen to her. So I was listening to this, and I was like, "Damn, this is like that." Only like with crazy stuff happening, 
like super descriptive, every kind of nasty thing and death and shit you could imagine going on in this book. Do you, when they speak, or when the author writes, or you hear the audiobook, a very eloquent, like poetic, what you're saying, like this real rich language, do you understand it all? Because I remember, uh, okay, I was 17. This was probably genuinely the first reasonable girl that I'd ever been on a date with, right? So I grew up in a small town. I'm going somewhere with this, bring me. I'm bringing it back. Don't worry. I grew up in a small town. I go to the big, I go to a study camp in the big city. Me and my friend, we decide to con our parents and we're like, yeah, we need to go study physics. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a summer camp in the big, you know, in Sydney, in the city. We need to go. Can you pay? And we go to the camp. We barely attend lectures. We just want to hang out and have fun. And I meet this girl and she's nice. She's from the city. We go and like, she's, you know, same year, like final year of high school as well. And but she comes from like the nice suburb. I come from the countryside. I'm a bit rough in case you can't tell. <laughs> and she says, "Hey, like I don't know. I'm I'm 17. We don't know what to do. So we'll like, go to the movies, okay? And at a really like art house cinema near her, they were playing that uh, three hour long. Is it Hamlet, the Shakespeare one, the Kenneth Branagh version? That's like three hours of Hamlet, Shakespeare." And of course, there's a hot girl who wants to go do like be in my presence in any manner whatsoever. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, of course I'm fucking cultural. I know things. Yeah, let's great. And I sat through three hours of Kenneth Branagh Hamlet, and I did not understand one sentence. I have no idea what's happening, which in fairness gives me much more chance. I'm doing these ones. Oh. You know, because I'm 17. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, you don't care either. You're like, I don't want to yeah. know. I'm not, I don't give a shit what they're saying. As long as she is sitting there next to me in this movie theater, I am over the world that I'm just in this place. I don't care that I'm not understanding the movie. So I still don't, because I grew up, I went to a very, very public school, no private school, nothing like that. We, when I went to high school, we did not study Shakespeare. Never, ever. I never. I don't know how to read a Shakespeare. Did you at least study a Shakespeare in high school, Steve? Not much. Um, Not much. The only thing, the, the thing I remember was we had a crusty old English teacher that went on and on and on about uh, Julius Caesar, right? That whole freaking play, which... Okay. But I don't remember ever going like the Shakespeare stuff was. It's like, oh, that's reserved for the honors classes. You oh, for the intelligent kids. Yeah, you peons down here in the low end of the gene pool, you just get like, you know what? We'll give you Homer, the Odyssey, and we're like Homer Simpson. Hell yeah, yeah. we get to learn about the Simpsons. So there was never. I'll be honest with you. When I was in, um, I'll never forget moving from Virginia to Tennessee in this middle school age in America, I was in, I was going into the seventh grade and I was going from a private school in Virginia to a public school in Tennessee. Ooh, fucking private school boy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you the damn truth is I didn't learn a single new thing till I got to ninth grade. <laughs> uh, I spent two, they spent two years. I, I, when I got there, I was in grade and I was like, this is shit I talked about in fifth grade. And it was like, the vet was what they were. I was like, I remember talking about this when we started in fifth grade. So it, there was two years where I just, I didn't have to learn anything new. It wasn't a good thing. 
Yeah, do you think that stunted you for two years? Oh, I'm sure, coasted. right? They just coached you through. And then, uh, so it's not, I think now I have to intentionally want to do this. And, and like I say, I can't put that thing on and just do almost anything. You almost have to sit there and just daydream mm. and listen to it because you can't, if you mm. like try to do other things while it's on, you, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose. Right. You've got to focus on it. You've really, yeah, you literally you, do. You, you have to focus saying, on If you do give it that attention, you, you're saying it's worthwhile. If you like that kind of thing. If you're in, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know that. I think it would be, it seems like um, in today's day and age, I may be able to read the book. I just don't know. It's been so long since I've picked up a real book. I feel like I've read it almost. Do you feel like you'd be able to read the book? I mean, obviously you could read, you are literate, aren't you? Like, I think so. Yeah, 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 I think so. But do you mean your attention span? Is that what you're referencing? Yeah, I don't I know. I mean, I've mean, i tried it before and I don't ever actually mm -hmm. like make it through the book or yeah. uh, I just stop. Something happens and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. I was reading a book. So I don't know. You get so used to kind of modern technology now. It's not, it's not the same. We've that's lost why our I thought, attention spans. Right. That's why I thought maybe listen to it, but still like listen to an audio book is like 20 hours on this one or well, something. You got to listen to a less intense book then maybe. Yeah. But this was like, oh, you got to check this out. This is like the most intense book. And I'm always like the kind that I don't like, I don't really want to work myself up to this. I'm going to like jump all the way in. So mm. like you would say with Hamlet, back then I would have been like, like you said, I wouldn't have given two shits about it. I would have been sure. trying to, you know, do whatever with the girls. Like I can remember, do you remember that Shakespeare in love or whatever the hell that oh, yeah. DiCaprio yeah, yeah. Hey. movie was? Mm-hmm. So I remember that that movie was rated PG-13, and that was like peak when every kid in the freaking world would go to the movie theater on the weekend at night. Oh, I, you're not talking. Wait, sorry, you're not talking about Shakespeare in Love. I think you're talking about Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Romeo and Juliet, yeah, not Shakespeare. Yeah, play a day, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare in Love was a yeah, different movie. Yeah, that's actually a completely different movie. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. yeah. That had that so and a it, soundtrack that was all that was where it was. But at. it was, yeah. but it was a complete. It was in that freaking stupid version of the the original script and it was such a pain in the ass to follow and not to mention i remember being in a theater filled with dumbass american kids that are just screaming hollering and i was just so pissed off because i was like i can't believe i went to this fucking movie it's full of idiots i can't even hear what these morons on the screen are saying it's like a jerry brockheimer film like where i'm watching transformers flash back and forth across the stream fighting and they're saying god only knows what murmuring in, in their uh language so that that stood out to me as something where I was like, I hate that, and I never I never wanted to go back and watch that movie again. That was a similar era. I think that that came out around like within the same year span or something. So we had these two major Shakespeare movies. Shakespeare, the Romeo and Juliet, I could understand a little better. Uh, yeah. Did I get the second base? Um, <laughs> not that night. I wish because then Dad came to pick her up. So I didn't know what to do. So I just like, like, you know, like, I don't know, after the movies, you're like, oh, do you, oh, oh. we weren't waiting. Did you make out, did you, uh, what was like, you, what's a memorable movie that you went like with a girl to and made out with? Is there anything, I, you have any stories? I got, okay. I got a little one here. So even <laughs> before I'm trying to think, is it before I met that girl? Yes. Before I met that girl, uh, I had met this other girl also in the city and 
so she lived like three hours away. So it was a long way to travel if you live three hours away. We lived, this is even before email. We've got to make phone calls to one another. I believe I even sent a letter, like not like <laughs> a love letter, just like a letter, because that was the only way you could communicate. And we, uh, so I'd live three hours north. She lived in the big city, but there was like a movie complex, like a town with a movie complex halfway in between both of them. And this worked to the advantage because uh, Passion of the Christ. Yeah, this worked right. to our advantage because we were both like anonymous people. You know, if you go to the yeah. local movie cinema and your friends and they're like, you know, or whatever, you don't want to be seen, right? Yeah. And of course, no girl wants to be seen with me. So this is perfect <laughs> for me. And I, I got, I definitely got taken advantage. We went into that cinema and that girl knew what she was doing. And I got taken advantage of definitely. Look, she, she unbuttoned her own. She had a button up. So she's already come prepared. She unbuttoned her own. Cause there was no, way. I don't know. Like I'm happy if I've done this, this is like yeah. Lewis has won as a 17 year old. If that happens. So, you know, and jump buttons the shirt and and then it might have been a fish called wonder i think that was around the rain time was it that movie it was the first time i ever went to a movie and i never watched it and i don't want to sound like oh i'm the lord it was more just like dumb lightning struck an idiot and i just happened to get that in one go this girl was like look this is how it rolls and i'm like okay so yeah getting feeling boob in wow the theater when i was 17 uh and the people turned around and looked at us and i was just like i don't know really uh, it is well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cause a scene because right, i don't want this right. to stop I just, like, uh, so you'd be like hey you better stop watching this girl's not 18. turn around <laughs> creep. well neither was yeah yeah, I'm not, yeah oh i'm yeah, not talking yeah, about you i'm talking about the person the voyeur <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious um, fish called the one. first time that i ever got any any so that was the first ah, base, I guess you might say. Wow. To answer Roger's question, the first time I'd ever touched a booby, and I was happy about it. There was bra <laughs> in the way, but it didn't matter. I was over the world. I left that theater. We had a little food. I got my train back home, and I was sky high. This was great, great times. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's an awkward age. So sometimes it turns out to be like something, like a good experience. I had like, I would call it an experience. I wouldn't call it necessarily good experience or anything. So, uh, but I would have been about the same age, 16, I think 17. Cause I did have a car and, uh, this girl, she was like the grade under me and I didn't really know her. She, she had, she had been partying with some friends and I saw her at like a house party and I was like, yo, you know, that girl's cute. And I think we like made out at the party or something. But this girl was a real like flipper. Like she would, she would be into a guy for like three weeks, you know, and then like after that, a new guy. And so she would always be like, so you had to like jump. I figured you had to jump. You have to jump on this girl when the iron's hot. Cause if, if you were hot to her, that's what I figured out. If you were hot to her, then you went past that where she, you missed the opportunity. There was like no ever. No, chance to go classic. back and try to get anything because i was like ah well now i'm horny and i kind of want something you want to no uh, i like this guy now so mm -hmm. but anyway this girl and uh an, one of her friends and then me and a friend of mine and then like 10 other friends that weren't dating like just guy friends yeah okay and then these two girls and then me and 
the guy was going with his girlfriend. They've been going together for a long time, and then me and this other girl were sitting together. And it was the movie was gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty <laughs> seconds with Nicky Nikki Cage and. So we get there and um, I mean, we're watching like 20 minutes of this movie and I'm not really like, like you, I'm not thinking much about the, I'm watching the movie. I'm hanging out with all my friends too. And I'm like, where's this going to go? And well, all of a sudden I look over and the girl and the guy who like are with us that are together. She's Mm. like, like you said, she's like super aggressive, got her tongue down his throat. And then just and then you see her hand down his pants just going doo, 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 doo. Nice. and you're like what the fuck is going on and then like then it starts getting awkward because you're here with the other girl like sitting next to that and then it's like oh so do you want me to do that too and then i was like uh <laughs> like and your buddies are down there and they're like yeah dude tell her yes tell her yes <laughs> yeah look look nutters finally yeah. getting some yeah <laughs> and you're like uh, i think so i think i'd like that oh okay let me hang on a second and i remember <laughs> she just she just she, she didn't even like she she said oh I, I know how to take care of this and she literally opens her drink and grabbed a handful of ice fucking ice cubes and Immediately shoved it in my crotch pants. And I was like, whoa! I was like, what the hell what did you just do? And she and then she like tried to play it off like, oh yeah, you like that? And I was like, what the fuck? And it was the most awkward thing. And finally I was like, enough. Stop. And of wow. course, and then like after that, there was no there was no recovery. Like it was like, hey, so you want to go maybe have like a mm. uh, a milkshake after this? She was so embarrassed that like that was the last time we really talked or anything. And then I just saw her like again, like every three weeks, hanging on to some other dude. Okay. And I and I was just telling my friends, I was like, hey, she's on you. Like one guy, I was like, hey, dude, she's on you this week. If you want some, if you want some ass, you better you better get it. And he no shit came to me the next week. He's like, damn, man, thanks, dude. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then like, and then I was laughing because they were, this guy and this girl were in a class with me, like the same class in high school. And all of a sudden it's like three weeks and his time is up. And so then he's like all mopey and heartbroken because she's moved on to the next dude. And he's been left by, and I'm like, dude, you, I told you what this was. It's like, did yeah. you, do you think you were going to catch this girl and make her fall in love? Who cares? She's a freaking 17 year old hoe. <laughs> it's not. You be, could be walking around just with an empty drink, just with ice left in there. When yeah. You see them just like. Yeah. And it, no, that, well, that was the worst. Yeah. That was the worst part. Okay. I forgot about this. The reason okay. it was so awkward and embarrassing on the way home was, uh, we got back. We drove together. I drove her and then the couple. So they get back in the car and they're like, oh, yeah. So how was it? Was that good for you guys? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. What the hell was up with you guys thinking about the ice? And then they were like, oh, ice is good. Because I think she did it like to him after. But she'd been like rob- throbbing him for like 20 minutes prior and then put ice on him. Maybe this, he likes the ice. Yeah, yeah, I was like, maybe that's what we said. Maybe you like the ice. I don't. And it was just that was it. 
So it's probably a good thing. All I got was a handful of ice thrown on my genitals by a just Sally Sally drink. Q. Her name's not really that, so I don't. I never knew any Sally. That's Sally's. all right. <laughs> I don't even. Oh yeah, I do remember her name, but I'm not saying it. I finally remembered it. That's hilarious. Well, it's all right. it's okay. what a cathode ray podcast! You thought that the most dramatic thing you were going to hear about was the Pat the Nest Punk crap. This, the best bits are always at the end. The best bits are always at the end, just like. The best always bits are the always end. at the end, especially that when you, you that's why you gotta give it an ice cap, right? Like right. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't even know if man. anybody's still here listening to us besides There's a few people. The Thank great you very much. I mean we've gone so the... off task. I hope people are enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. For uh <laughs> enjoying hanging out with us today. I don't know, we've been on here for a while. What else two hours? Yeah, I mean the last thing like I bro. said. Ice man, <laughs> ice, ice. So baby. the last thing is yes. Look for that. Look for those projects from Lewis and my myself. I don't know what else we're going to be. Um, hmm. We'll try to stuff. get. So it's go ahead. Guests, bro. We got to get better. At yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this offline, but I guess to start yeah. name dropping the people that we're trying to uh, corral into this. But we'll talk offline. I get those names, and I can keep talking with them. Trying yeah. to set up that time, but that uh, I know we want. Uh, it's not really a secret. We could say I know we want to talk to Scarlet Sprites, uh, to Joe, but it's that time thing, right? Because he can only do the evening. Yeah, so it's either weekend or four a.m. And the weekend's tough. You got kids. Everyone's doing something on the weekend. It's a tough one to carve out an hour and a half on uh, against <laughs> hey. Mike McVeigh here. Maybe they'll want to um, come on and talk, but I doubt it. Yeah. What would they have to Maybe gain? We- that would uh, be just like drama. helping us. I know. Yeah, we're not drama anyway. I, and even if stuff, like, even, that's a funny thing. If we were, if we got all these drama people here, they would just leave because they would get bored. Yeah. Or, or, or unless they really liked us. So it's not, yeah. Sure. We'd, I just wanted they, to bring it up because it was such a long. Well, like, if they hang around long enough, they'll hear the Iceman story. So yeah. maybe that'll get the drama people back here to get Iceman. Maybe we've just got, maybe we've got to do the, maybe we've got to just do fuck it. 4 a.m. We're gonna do it. If we find a day where Who's I don't have 4 to do much, your 4 a.m. Because that's like, my four. No, my 4 a.m. Yeah. No, my 4. I'm I'm on volunteer. That sucks for you. Or whatever. Like you do it at your time, and then I'll come along that's, and join. That's our evening time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I and I appreciate that that some people, including Joe, can't make it in the middle of the day. So if we're ever gonna do it, I understand we can't have the weekend. Maybe we just gotta do it. And uh, I'll wake up, do my best to be part of it, because otherwise we just won't, you know, it's that or not have a cool dude on the podcast. So, yeah. And I, I mean, we'll I could always invite him on to a show, but then, yeah, he wouldn't be on an actual episode of the podcast, which would be better. Right. We didn't just do that. We'll you know, he can come on live, too, but it would be good to have him on an actual. Like I said, anytime it seems to me for sure with YouTube that anytime you go and you actually make a video, it's going to sit there and be easy people will go and find it later on hmm. when they look up somebody as opposed to a live show and a lot of people don't want to watch live playback so uh, understandably you know uh, that, that would be it better for well. and it'd be better for the guests and everybody too you know yeah we'll make a proper episode we'll do some proper episodes so i'll uh, commit to at least <laughs> i'll put to one guest i'll try well, at 4 a.m for one guest just because i'm down for the cause and because we'll, I, I appreciate it for me it's like 6 p.m 7 p.m is perfect time i i get off real easy on this so maybe it's time for me to do some hard yards <laughs> get up early 
do a podcast. So we'll work on that. Maybe next week. Oh, next week. Let, let's see. We'll see. The week after is Amsterdam, and we know we're yeah, not going to get we're not gonna, good that's out not of me. Anything. Let's. Uh, we'll we'll try to do. Uh, we'll try to get in touch with Ryan too from Castlemania, and yes. he should have. A, he should be able to get on during the day. Since he's got, you know, he's a business owner and should yeah, have nothing. been able to he's work. He's not doing nothing. No. He's just running Castlemania games. Sometimes, yeah. He, he used to call me and just have two-hour conversations about CRTs. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, everybody. All well, right, let's, uh, let's we're going to jump. Yeah. yeah, we're going to jump off here. I really appreciate everybody sh uh, showing up. Thank you, as always, uh, for your time, Lewis. Uh, it was Thank a lot you, of fun. Yeah, and good uh, fun. Thanks. Yeah, go make sure you're subscribed to Zez Retro, of course. Please and go over to Zez Retro as we well. Go. Subscribe to my channel. We got the episodes, but uh, if you're this far deep, you probably yeah, already probably know are. what's happening. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you very much. We'll get the book. The book is coming one book, day. One day the Please. book will happen. One Everybody. million Kickstarter. I All promise right. you now. One million in Kickstarter. All right, everyone. All right, See guys. you next Take time. Take care.